to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. I can't wait to show you my toys. Mama mia, mama mia, mama mia, let me go. Let's do something fun. Sorry, uh, the voices. Uh, I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. <laughs> Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series, Gotham, and sometimes... It's set in the world of Batman. Sometimes... No. No? Sometimes the DC movie universe, extended movie universe, the DCMEUS... Yeah, like A, B, C, D, too many letters. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> extension uh, we're using tonight, we're going to be talking about it. Yay! A lot, a lot. And to join us, a uh, friend of the show, uh, co-DC uh, podcast family, uh, host of Supergirl Radio, Rebecca Johnson is joining us. How are you doing, Rebecca? What's up, Legends of Gotham? I'm doing hello, all right. Hello. Good, good. good, good, uh, good. And, and uh, oh, we, we didn't respond in kind. What's up? Hello. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you don't listen to the show, which if if not, why are you listening to it now? Uh, maybe because you like the DC movie stuff. But Rebecca always tags her voicemails. What's up, ladies and them, And yep. we keep ramping up the response. It gets greater and greater every week. Every every single time. Eventually, we're just going to be using a megaphone and screaming. <laughs> yes. that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. But coming soon, then. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, so we are we are here to talk about the DC movie special that was on the CW last night, Dawn of the Justice League. I think it was called. I uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Dawn of Kev- Dawn Kevin of Smith's Kevin Smith's excessive gesturing, gestures. highly distractive gesturing. I'm putting on these gloves. You can't stop me. <laughs> Could we just have cut him out? Distracting from Jeff Johns. He really did. I was laying like- down some wisdom. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very excited about that. But but uh, yeah, I, I I think really uh, we should just get into it. Okay. Okay. So we split this up into three different sections. Uh, first, we're going to be talking about well, uh, because we haven't got a chance on the podcast to talk about the big Batman v Superman trailer they released a couple weeks back, the spoilerific one. Uh, we're going to talk about that <laughs> and uh, some some of the new footage they showed. They didn't show much, maybe about a minute's worth, yeah. uh, just like little shots. In the special last night. Then we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad trailer. Holla! Which is the bee's knees. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to be talking about the footage from the Wonder Woman film that they showed. And uh, then we're going to be wrapping it all up with just our hopes, thoughts, dreams, etc. for the Justice League movie. <laughs> I wish. Okay, uh, now uh, in our notes here, guys, I, yeah. I am listed first a lot, but I think I'm just going to call random order. Oh, that'll be grouping. fun. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Rebecca, you're the guest. Why don't we start with you and your thoughts on the Batman v Superman trailer slash footage, uh, your first point there. Yeah, well, it's funny because a lot of people know I'm a big DC fan, big Batman, Superman fan. And so a lot of people will come up to me and be like, why are Batman and Superman fighting? I don't understand it. (laughs) And I think this trailer, the one that had Doomsday in it, did a really great job of showing why 
Clark Kent doesn't approve of Batman's methods and why Bruce Wayne is like, I don't like that Superman clown. Mm -hmm. So I think that did a lot to help me explain to my friends in a very simple way. You know, this is why they are at odds with each other. And it actually is very simple. You know, they just don't like each other, basically. So I, I was glad to see that they did it in such a way that you could understand what was going on. Yeah, and I really liked it that, uh, you know, they, they, they did have some uh, some shots and there, you know, you know, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but Batman and Superman running towards each other mm-hmm. and, you know, various fight shots between them. But it the re- trailer really set it up as more of a uh, ideological battle, which, yeah. uh, you know, uh, people keep calling it Batman versus Superman. It's Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. which, which uh, indicates more of a, a legal battle or a battle of ideologies. And that's really what the movie is. And and I, I was glad, really glad the trailer, uh, you know, kind of set that up a little bit more, too. Like, it's not about who wins. It's about the argument, you know? Right. I, I really like this now because, um, well, you know, the girl who knows nothing. Uh. Um, I didn't know. why. I was like, why is there? I didn't get it. I was on that team of what's going on. Why are they fighting? I don't understand. But mm. now it makes sense when, you know, well, now pretty much everybody was against Superman. And, you know, he's destroying things and he's destroying stuff. It's Bruce Wayne's and mm. it's, you know, death and destruction and not whoops. So, like, it's <laughs> nice to finally see like that a bit, a little, little teeny, teeny bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but it, the, the big headline for the trailer and my, my first point uh, was that, you know, it ends on Doomsday. Uh, if you don't know, Doomsday was the, the character who killed Superman back in the 90s uh, during the whole big death of Superman thing that happened back then. I, just a little bit on his uh, comic book origins. He was he was a uh, oh I forget the scientist's name, but an ancient Kryptonian scientist. And the, Bertrand or Bert, something. That's it. That's it. Thank you, yeah. Rebecca. That's why we have you on, so you can <laughs> fill in the gaps in my memory. Uh, but Bertrand uh, did. He was trying to create the ultimate being, and mm-hmm. what he did is he took a baby on prehistoric Krypton, baby. and he threw him out to the Kryptonian dinosaurs and let oh the my. dinosaurs tear him to shreds. Oh, my. And then he went and collected the genetic material. The pieces of baby? Cloned it, <laughs> did it again, did it again for like a thousand years. This is devastating. Until eventually it was uh, Doomsday more, well, as he appears in the, when he first shows up in the Superman comics in the green suit and the chains and everything, until he's that Doomsday. And uh, so, you know, first off, (laughs) I'm really not the biggest fan of Doomsday. I I really like uh, the uh, Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey Mm -hmm. uh, comic book that tells his origin because I really like like the origin. It's a neat origin, you Mm -hmm. know, in kind of like uh, the follies of science and all that kind of stuff. I, uh, you know, creating monsters and things. They always, always a lot of fun, but I, I, I've never really been a big fan, but I'm kind of liking this version. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they very strongly imply in the trailer that he's, he's adapted or, uh, or cloned from Zod's DNA. The, right. The dead General Zod from Man of Steel. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Man of Steel, Amory, um, I have seen all but like 10 <laughs> minutes. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. You really need to watch that last I 10 know. minutes. It's killer. I will before Mark. Uh- <laughs> Uh, but so, so you know, it, it's adapted uh, from Zod, and I really like that because it, it kind of ties back to his comic book origin, to where it's like this whole weird Kryptonian genetic experiment. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm start, I'm wondering because the Codex, uh, the Kryptonian Codex, which held the genetic code for 
all the different like classes on Krypton was a big plot point in Man mm-hmm. of Steel. So I'm wondering if maybe this doomsday creature might be some sort of a sort sort of like a emergency plan or something encoded into Kryptonian DNA. And when Lex tries to clone Zod, maybe he unlocks it. So I, I I think it would be really cool for it to tie back into Man of Steel in that way. I, what do you think, Rebecca? Well, now that you mentioned that, if anything, I think it's possible that do, this doomsday that is made from Zod's DNA, because Zod was a, a warrior, according mm-hmm. to the way he was bred. He was supposed to be this warrior who would do whatever it took to protect his people. So mm-hmm. that I could see coming into play with doomsday. Maybe this kind of monstrous version of him is still this warrior who's going to protect whoever he needs to protect. So I I think that's a neat idea. And I think I would like to know more about Superman's uh, uh, relation to the Codex, because the Codex is actually inside of him now, Mm -hmm. um, because that's what Jarrell kind of did at the beginning of Man of Steel. So I wonder if that will ever come back into play. Oh, yeah. I'd imagine if Lex finds out that it's in Superman, that's going to just give him another reason to give Superman a hard time for (laughs) sure. I, uh, Bobby over in the chat room, which we do have a chat room if you want to join us, live.universebox.com. Uh, Bobby says, this doomsday looks like abomination from the Hulk movie. I, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I, I, you know what? I'll go ahead to my next point here real quick. And that's just that, uh, you know, a lot of people were complaining that doomsday didn't have the spikes. You know, uh, from the, from the comic book. But I feel like, uh, this is, uh, Doomsday stage one and that, you know, he'll evolve them as the Trinity, you know, brings the beat down, <laughs> more or less. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think, I think there's a really strong chance that by the end of the movie, he's going to look a lot more like comic book Doomsday, uh, than he did in this trailer. I also feel like, Maybe there was some texture work still left to be done on, on him and everything, but they wanted to get the trailer out there mm-hmm. and get the hype going and, you know, make sure people knew he was in the movie so they could sell toys. Uh, <laughs> it, I love it, the toys. It actually cracks me up that people would think that Zack Snyder, of all directors, would not be faithful to a comic book. Yeah. That is like the craziest thing to me because he, I mean, if you've seen Watchmen, He's mm-hmm. so faithful to to that graphic novel, Man yeah. of Steel. He's According very faithful to, to a people, lot of stuff. Almost to that film's detriment. Like true, true. So I, if Zack Snyder directed this movie, Doomsday is going to look like Doomsday. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee you that without even having seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Doomsday he evolves every time he loses to not be able to lose that way anymore. So yeah, there's going to be some spikes. I, I, my, my last thing I wanted to say about Doomsday is just that I feel like the moment that they show in the trailer where Wonder Woman, you know, yes. stops the eye beams and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's only going to be halfway through the movie because people are saying this trailer revealed everything about the movie and there's no point in watching it now. I feel like we have, I, I feel, feel like almost we haven't seen anything from the last half of the movie because Doomsday isn't a character you just take care of in the last 30 minutes of the movie while introducing Wonder Woman. You know, I, I, I think, I also think the fact that the movie is subtitled Dawn of Justice, it, it says to me that they're, they're probably going to have to bring in some help. They're going to find mm-hmm. a few other heroes to help them take down Doomsday. Right. I, I could be wrong, but I feel I, like I said, I feel like there's going to be a lot of twists and turns and we haven't seen a lot yeah. of, of the last half of the movie. That's my theory. Emery? Me. Hi, me. <laughs> okay. You want my point now? No. No? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. 
Um, no, I, that exact scene is like my favorite though, is like, I love that it took Wonder Woman to save Superman and Batman and she just shows up. Mm. Like nobody knows who she is, how she got there, what's going <laughs> on. They're like, I, yours? No, yours? No, no. excuse me, lady who saved our lives. Like, yeah. I, I'm highly entertained by that. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's no way that's the very end of the movie. Just even with that reaction, mm. like, there's got to be at least a little bit of exploration to, I don't know, almost give a reason to have her movie. Like, you have to set up something. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, we all know what a Wonder Woman is, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have a little bit more to go on. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder about that just because I, I, I know that uh, at some point in this movie, Bruce Wayne has some dealings with Wonder Woman out of costume. Well, not yes. out of costume, but in a dress. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. We I mean, don't know that, though. Yeah, it, yeah, is Bruce Wayne. Possible. He, it is Bruce Wayne. It is Bruce Wayne. But no, uh, he has some dealings with her. I, I'm yeah. assuming early on in the movie, probably at that mm-hmm. that big gala thing yeah. that uh, he meets Well, that Clark was definitely Kenta. her. Uh, yeah, so I'm wondering, you know, does he not, just not recognize her? Is he just Are so you in kidding? the moment? Did you really just say that? Do you... Superman doesn't even have a mask on. Batman is the same. Like, no, he just doesn't recognize her. That's yeah. I, that's I, welcome to superheroes. I guess in a world where Clark Kent can protect his identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's like you know, Bill Meeks is Mill Beeks. Like, it's yeah. the- <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I'm Bill Meeks. I'm Mill Beeks. I'm Bill Meeks. <laughs> right. Re- Rebecca, Rebecca can't see us. I was taking my glasses on and off. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> So, yeah, I just – I like that. And, well, I think didn't – last night, didn't we get a little bit more of them with Mm -hmm. her in costume? Slightly more? I I don't know if we got any more from Batman v Superman. We did get some from her solo film, though. Well, I knew that. We got a lot of that. But were they in that one? No, they're not in that one. Okay. Because I thought there was another scene that had the three of them. Maybe. I can't remember. Dude, it was only a 20-minute special. There yeah. was It was clips. They were quick. They yeah, were all quick. There was definitely new footage, but there was all uh, – it was all really quick cuts and everything. Did right. you notice anything that stood out, Rebecca? Um, I just noticed that they extended the little moment between Bruce and Diana at the party yeah. when she kind of drives away in the car. Because I, I saw somebody <laughs> compare it to uh, The Dark Knight Rises when Selena drives off with Bruce's car. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really funny. But yeah, I think that was the only thing I saw that was new between the two of them. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, Rebecca, you you wanted to talk a little bit about Eisenberg. Yes, I'm very excited about Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. I know some people are very hesitant about him and I know there have been comparisons to the Riddler and the Joker, but I find him to be very Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing how they've kind of taken all the aspects of what I know about Lex Luthor and have kind of put him, put them into one big amalgamation of the character. Like he's talking to politicians. He's a rich guy who goes to fancy parties. He's a historian that talks about gladiator matches and Mm. he's, you know, he's verbally sparring with Lois Lane. He's a philosopher who talks about, you know, if man will kill God, the devil will do it. And, (laughs) and more importantly, I think he's, it's cool to see him as an evil mad scientist Mm. because um, I don't, I can't think of any other live action version of Lex Luthor who has been a, a mad scientist. Usually he's, 
either going after real estate or mm. he runs a company or something like that. But um, so it's it's cool to see all these different aspects of the character kind of in one version. And I, I think he's going to kill it. I, I'm so excited about him. Oh yeah, yeah, me me too. And I I feel I feel like uh the kind of goofy uh Lex that uh introduces Bruce and Clark in, in the f- opening scene mm-hmm. of the trailer, that's totally a mask. That that's oh, totally. That's his Clark Kent, you know, <laughs> to to the mad scientist uh Superman. I I I'm really excited cuz it this is the closest uh, even in TV shows, uh, the closest ever adaptation of my favorite version of Lex Luthor, which is the uh, Elliot S. Magan interpretation. He was a Superman writer back in the 70s. He he wrote a lot of uh, really fundamental Superman comic books like uh, Why Must There Be a Superman, mm-hmm. uh, if you've heard of that one. But he also wrote a couple of prose novels. Uh, in There were like marketing tie-ins for the original Superman movie uh, called Last Son of Krypton and Miracle Monday, which introduced the character of Superwoman. Uh, but his version of Lex Luthor, he, uh, he goes for chapters kind of like drilling down into the psychology of Lex Luthor and why he is the way he is and, you know, how he views the rest of humanity and Superman and the relation to it. And this Lex Luthor has that everything I love about that Lex Luthor, I can see in Eisenberg's performance here. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm even more excited because I saw him in a, a movie called, it's kind of a comedy action comedy called American Ultra. Uh, where he plays, uh, this stoner dude, uh, who works at a gas station who gets unlocked by the CIA and he's a secret <laughs> agent. And yeah. It, hilarious. But, uh, you know, at, once he kind of accepts who he is as the secret agent assassin guy, uh-huh. uh, you, you kind of see a lot of the, what, what the dark side of this Luther might look like, which is very exciting. I'm just. I'm super excited. I'm super, <laughs> super, super excited. Super, super. Also, yeah, in the mad scientist coat, too. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, Anne-Marie, uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Batsy? Oh, Batfleck. Was that Wayne Manor behind him, like, burned to a crisp? Yeah, I believe so. I believe that's supposed to be Wayne Okay, Manor. so, huh? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just wasn't sure. It just seemed, I don't know. Did did Superman do that? Is this why he hates Superman? Am I overthinking this? Did it just have a fire? Did Alfred mm-hmm. burn dinner? Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, yeah, it just seemed. Right after Alfred killed Mufasa, right. he, he burned down the mansion. Oh, uh, uh, no, it just seemed like, I don't know. It's like all out in a field, which just <laughs> seemed really weird. Well, we do we do know that Batman is retired at this point and, and has been retired for quite some time, most likely because of something the Joker did. Right. Yeah, uh, we know that, but he still has to have the cave. Something very personal, which I mean, you know, if the manor gets destroyed, the cave can still exist. So I don't know if it just fell into disrepair or if maybe part of what the Joker did was involved finding manor. out he was Bat- Bruce Wayne oh. and doing something to the manor. What do you think, Rebecca? I definitely think it's a visual metaphor uh, for Bruce Wayne's status in the movie, Mm -hmm. um, for him to be kind of this old and weary Batman who's been run down and is kind of angry and Mm -hmm. um, doesn't exactly have a lot of hope in his life, it looks like. So I think the, the state of Wayne Manor is supposed to be a visual representation of Bruce at this point. So I, but I, but I like your point that maybe the Joker did something to Wayne Manor, because if I remember correctly, when he kills 
Robin, which I think is Jason Todd yeah. in that story, um, isn't there an explosion or a bomb or a fire or something? Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, that happens? Yeah, he, he beats him to death with a, a crowbar, I think, and then oh, he, he, mm-hmm. he blows up the building that he, that he killed him in. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it's not a, it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe the Joker did something. <laughs> but he's he's pretty crazy. He's pretty mm-hmm. crazy that Joker. Mm-hmm. Okay, now one thing that's totally not in my notes, but here, let me ask the experts. Okay. So, we have old Bruce Wayne who's like, you know, trying to give up the game and all of that action. Mm-hmm. Then we have young Superman who's, you know, re- recently started this whole saving the world thing. It just it seems like weird that now, well, not the fighting, but the the after with all the Justice League stuff. Like, mm-hmm. is the old man coming out of retirement because he looks pretty old. He looks old even for Batfleck. Yeah, well, I, I I think kind of the way they're setting up the movie is that Superman and what happened in Metropolis and Man of Steel mm-hmm. is what finally inspires him to get off his bat butt and yeah. uh, you know take him out because. You know, regardless of what might have happened, I think Batman would probably still care about the world, even if he had kind of like well, yeah. abandoned Gotham City. And but I'm just saying, is he getting too old to be <laughs> the Batman? <laughs> this is where I'm going. Is, yeah. Are there just one too many gray hairs? Mm. And you know, he just looks so ragged and beat down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's- well, they're borrowing a lot from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, and in that oh, one, yeah. he's he's an older guy okay. who can still get out there and <laughs> break people's legs and things. <laughs> so I I don't know. I think Batman would have to be maybe eighty years old okay. for him to stop. Okay. But of course, you know, I mean, even the, the Dark Knight Rises, which is my favorite Batman movie, you know, he he kind of calls it quits kind of early, but he is kind of beat up and his body is broken. So uh, I, I think you could go either way. So I, I actually kind of like that Batman is a little bit older because he has a little more wisdom right. that he can kind of share with the group. Because, I mean, Batman is a a strategy guy, a strategery guy. Right. So um, I think it's, it actually plays to their benefit that he would be the guy who is a little older and has well of course i think wonder woman is older than both of them yes but (laughs) but uh for him to have some life wisdom that he can bring to the table oh yeah definitely and uh yeah i think it's it's good to set him up as existing long before the justice league too because a lot of times Mm -hmm. uh you know in the pre-new 52 uh version of the justice league and stuff you know they all came to the table right around the same time that they started up being superheroes so, you know, for all these gods to, you know, let Batman kind of kind of lead them lead them by the leash, uh always seemed a little weird because, you know, he's just a man. And uh an intimidating man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But but just a man, but it, him having existed in this world and been fighting crime in this world for so long, I I th- I think it's going to do a lot more to kind of sell that respect that the Justice League has for him right up front. Okay. Okay. So, Buy that. Batman. Uh, you know, one thing I always liked about kind of like uh, when will Batman stop is uh, in the Batman. It might have been in the ba- Batman Beyond car- cartoon. It might have been in the Justice League uh, United cartoon that with mm-hmm. the crossover with Batman Beyond mm-hmm. the last couple episodes. But uh, a young Batman uh, ends up in a room with an old, old Bruce Wayne who's kind of passed on the mantle and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the old Bruce Wayne's like, uh, surprised to see me. And the young Batman says, no, I'm surprised you're still alive. Like, <laughs> Batman completely expects, expects to, you know, die in the line of duty one day and keep fighting until he does. I, I right. think 
practically. So, so I, I think that's kind of where Batman is with it. And I, I think any retirement the character ever faces is only a temporary thing until the next big crisis happens. Yeah, right. So, okay. Uh, one more thing I wanted to uh, discuss before we move on to the next movie. I, I thought we weren't going to have enough to talk about. We're already I know. Half an he's hour like, in. he's like, I'll be happy if we can make it to a half an hour. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? Was I, I'm kind of wondering how closely uh, Superman is working with Lex at different points of the film. Right. The, the thing that makes me wonder about this is we see Superman kneeling before Lex. Mm-hmm. And uh, he seems a little not too cool about it. But at the yeah. same time, he's not fighting back. Like, I, I wonder, I think, you know, either Lex has some kryptonite or he has some leverage over superman or he's manipulated him in some way and uh some of the footage uh from the special last night got me thinking because there's a scene where he's talking to amy adams lois lane superman is and uh he he says you know superman was never real uh he he's having this it shows he has he's having this major crisis of conscious like is what I'm doing even important? Do people even want this? Should mm. I just hang it up? Must there be a Superman? Uh, mm. yeah, but, nice. But, but uh, you know, so I'm wondering if maybe Lex figures some way to take advantage of that. Like maybe maybe he's like, okay, because in a lot of the uh, supplemental material for the movie, it, it's been shown that Lex has been trying to like – edges way into the government's, you know, metahuman, superhuman program. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe he does that uh, through uh, – there's a senator character in the movie played by uh, Holly Hunt, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah, uh, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunt's a different person. Um, <laughs> silly person. Um, but uh, no, so I'm wondering if maybe uh, through her, he, he has some way to become like an official Superman handler and maybe, maybe – uh, uh, I could see that. Super, maybe something happens there where Superman feels like, okay, this guy represents authority. Authority has been pushing back on me. I'm going to, you know, bow to this authority uh, because of all this controversy swirling around me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I, I think that's a likely scenario. And I also think it might help explain some of the more, you know, not holding back stuff we see with Superman and Batman, like when they run at each other, like Batman should be disintegrated <laughs> at that point. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm thinking that maybe uh, Lex's manipulations or the leverage he has on Superman or whatever is why he finally takes the kid gloves off with Batman. Mm. It, it also might explain a bit why Superman seems like such a jerk uh, at certain points <laughs> yeah. Y- yeah. Y- y- in some of the stuff they've released thus far. Thus far. Um, from the chat room, Brian um says, "I hope the Joker is a big part in Batman v Superman and not just in flashbacks." Thoughts from the panel? I I would love it. I I th- <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of surprise. And Zack Snyder came out and said recently that there's a lot of surprises left in this movie. There has to be, guys. We have like a total of three minutes so far. Like <laughs> we're gonna have like hour and a half, hour forty five minute movie, like. And I, I've always contended that, you know, like most, time, uh, you know, first meetings of Superman and Batman involve them fighting Lex Luthor and the Joker. Like, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if, I don't know, maybe Batman thinks Joker's taken care of or dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he shows up working for Luthor at some point. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would love that reveal. Like, no one knows that Jared Leto's in the movie. And then he just shows up in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. It, what do you think, Rebecca? 
Well, I think we it's a good strong possibility that we'll see Batman in Suicide Squad. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you could you could also get that there. But uh you're you're right that uh some of the versions of Batman and Superman kind of teaming up for the first time do I mean, they do involve Joker and Lex Luthor. So that would that would be fun to see that come to, to come to life on the the big screen. But yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to get my hopes up about stuff like that, but I would not be surprised if we get some you know, twists in there that we didn't know were coming. Yeah, because, I mean, it's all the same studio. It's all the same production company. They could have uh, – we know uh, from the trailers and stuff that Batman's in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. But they totally could have shot something for Justice League while they were both on the set, you know? True. You know, Very much. Just a B unit or something. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Uh, well, uh, first off, Bobby in the chat room says that he doesn't – he hates what he's seen of this Joker. So I, I guess – I, I guess we should probably finally go ahead and take you know, a look at this Joker. Look at this, this Joker. Joker. <laughs> Let's look at this. Look at jo- this Joker. Nobody loves him. Look He's at this Joker. Joker. He has a girlfriend named Harley Quinn. Look at this Joker. He is really, really cool, cool. with the tattoos and the grill. I really should know just to let you go when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> I had a plan. I I see I that. I acted the plan. You didn't tell me about the plan. I should have known. Uh, which, by the way, you can you can check out our look at this Joker page, which has become a catch-all for anything Joker-related. Uh, <laughs> it's over, become almost a joke. <laughs> over legi- uh, yeah, a joke. I agree. Um, but over look at this Joker, uh, uh-huh. just go legendsofgotham.com and click on look at this Joker. We don't I have should. look at this Joker.com. We should probably get that. We really should. Somebody just did. Darn. Probably. Okay, so uh, the Suicide Squad trailer is what we're talking about today and what's on the page uh, to represent Look at This Joker. Uh, but first of all, it looks like... Uh, Nobody has Look at This Joker. It, I, said, I put Ledger here. I, I meant Leto. I, oh! Ah! <laughs> it looks Fix like... Fix that! That's awful! It looks like Leto's Joker will feature uh, way more, <laughs> based on this trailer, way more than I previously thought it was going to. I was wow. thinking we might get, uh, you know, just like a flashback or two right at the beginning to explain Harley Quinn's origin and she's going to be like the perspective character mm-hmm. through the whole thing but there's a lot more I mean you don't put that many costume changes in for somebody who's <laughs> They dressing. all have a lot of costume changes mm-hmm. which is kind of shocking cuz most movies that are like fighty battley movies you might get one like they yeah. add a jacket they put their hair up you know something <laughs> mm-hmm. No they're like all like completely different after they're released yeah, <laughs> like there are days happening because it just mm-hmm. sorry continue. But I, Re- Rebecca, what do you think of uh, Leto's Joker? What's your impression? What's your read on this guy? I like that he's different. Um, I, I don't want to see the same kind of Joker every time, and I think there are lots of different interpretations of the Joker, and I think they're borrowing a little bit because of Batfleck being sort of the Dark Knight Returns Batman ish. Um, I think they're using some of the Dark Knight Returns Joker in there. And I know there are some other uh, visual cues from different kinds of Jokers, but um, I, I think he's he's definitely crazy. He's definitely violent. And uh, I think those are some Joker qualities. I'm, I'm hoping that he'll he'll be funny. Like, I don't know that we've seen him be funny so much. Um, he's done a lot of laughing, a lot of crazy laughing. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm like you, Bill. I was not surprised. Well, I was surprised to see some of the stuff that he was in. Like, um, I know there's this one shot in the trailer where 
it looks like Joker and Harley are in some sort of the pool <laughs> chemical bath, I yeah, guess. Chemical yeah. pool or something. Maybe, maybe yeah. At Ace Chemical Factory, possibly. Uh, could, could, could possibly <laughs> be. Maybe maybe that's the the birth of Harley Quinn. But uh, I, I thought that was a beautiful looking shot. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious to see what Harley and Joker's relationship, how that's going to go down, how that's going to be played. And um, I, I just I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, what his involvement in the movie is. It looks like he might be the villain. That's um, what I was uh, thinking, yeah. Yeah, it, it's sort of, I, I think Assault on Arkham was that way, where the Suicide Squad went up against the Joker. And yeah. I know in the special, Will Smith talked about it not being good versus evil, but bad versus evil. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so I think that's actually really appropriate, especially if it's the Suicide Squad versus Joker. So uh, I'm, I think, I, I know some people have problems with the tattoos and all of that, but I'm, I'm totally up for a new looking Joker. And I think Jared Leto is a great actor. And I think what I've seen of him so far, I'm totally up for it. Yeah. One thing that they did say in that special is that the Joker is not exactly a member of the squad. Right. So, you know, you have that to interpret however the heck you want. Do they pick (laughs) him up on the way? Do they get attacked by him? And so, you know, we've got that going for us. Because so it seems weird that they would be, be against interacting with them. Yeah, but it seems weird that they would be against him because of him and Harley's relationship or mm-hmm. history or whatever. Yeah. So that would be I I don't feel like she's gonna go against him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a hunch. See, I, I really, uh, I, I think he looks, you know, people say a hot topic joker or whatever, but I really think he looks almost like an ultimate joker, like ultimate comics. They revamped a lot of Marvel characters in the 2000s. What mm-hmm. if these characters were created today? Mm-hmm. I think, I think Leto's Joker looks a lot like what the Joker might look like if he was created today, like yeah. a, an original character, like, uh, you know, just a crazy, uh, clown type character mm-hmm. would probably look a little hot topic ish because that's kind <laughs> of, kind, kind of the, uh, absolutely. He's, he's modernized. Mm-hmm. Everything is being modernized. You have to, he's not just going to be in the purple suit. Mm-hmm. Like Although he, he is in a very comic book esque suit. He did uh, have the, the, the tux shirt. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was your thing. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but uh, there's a uh, lot of heated debate, Joker debate in the chat. Remember, why don't you catch us up? All right. Let's see. Here what we've got. Do, do, do. Brian says, uh, so why does the Joker look so much younger than Batman drugs? Um, <laughs> I could be wrong, but maybe Jason Todd never died. But he is now the Joker. I know that sounds crazy, but it would be interesting and a good twist. Bobby says, I like Leto as an actor and feel like he could do a great Joker. I'm just not a fan of the character design. Uh, that's why they chose Harley for the team. She knows how the person they're after thinks. I don't think anybody knows how he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Like just when you I think, think you I'd got him. Know. No. <laughs> you, you know, I, I have heard the, uh, the theory that maybe it might be Jason Todd, a jokerized Jason Todd, but I, I don't know. I feel like anytime, uh, a character gets revealed in a trailer and anyone's the least little bit dissatisfied. They start trying to turn him into another character. Yeah. Like it'll be a big twist. And so I, I feel like, I don't feel like you'd actually see something like that happen in a comic book yeah. movie, especially with this early on in the DC universe yeah, franchise. Have, right. Well, and Jared Leto and Batfleck, cause that's just his name now. Are around the same age. Yeah, uh, you want to Google that? Uh, I mean, I can verify? Google their ages, but I know yeah. I'm. They're definitely 
close. <laughs> they're close. They're they're yeah. within ten years, I'd mm-hmm. say, and you know they look like that. Which that that's it's about just, how they are in the comics too. They're right? There's close. a lot of there's a lot of makeup and tattoos and a grill, like. <laughs> So I'll Google ages. Hold on. But I'll go through uh, just some some of the things I noticed about the Joker in the trailer, though. First of all, you mentioned the Joker in the tux. Yeah. It very much reminded me of a couple of very famous Alex Ross Joker paintings where he's in a tux, one of them with Harley. And, uh, you know, I, I really like how the grill uh, that he has makes him look really, really, really bizarre. Like that really creepy, nerdy kid that lived down the street from you who had the braces or something <laughs> like that. And it just kind of like ups the bizarre factor even right. more for him. And- My favorite thing, Bill, though, about the grill is that he probably has the the teeth the way they are because Batman has punched them out. Like that's what I try mm-hmm. to think about because yeah. bat batfleck actually has those um uh what do you call them the knuckles like the golden brass knuckles. knuckles brass knuckles brass, brass knuckles. knuckles not golden <laughs> but um I, I, I imagine in my head that batfleck has used his brass knuckles to punch out some teeth so that's that's mm. why i enjoy the grill yeah and i i'll also say that uh well not in the trailer itself uh but in some of the uh set picks from scenes within the trailer uh, that feature Batman and Leto. He doesn't look like he has quite the grill he has later on in the movie, too. So I, Ooh. we might even get to see him get those teeth bashed out. That would be, be awesome. Yeah. Um, and for the record, Jared Leto is actually about 18 months older. Older oh, than he's older. Oh, but he's vegan. he's he's that guy well didn't he have a man bun in the interview and as we all know affleck only eats meat he looks like he only (laughs) eats meat and protein shakes like he's at the gym like downing raw egg he's Mm -hmm. that guy so there's you know you know lifestyle differences And I I will say one scene in the trailer that made me think, okay, they've definitely got the Joker down. Mm -hmm. It's the scene of him lying there amongst the weapons uh, laughing. Uh And it just says everything you need to know about his Joker. Because the weapons, all the knives and stuff are laid around him kind of like a Buddhist mandala of peace. You know how they they sit there and they'll just work for hours on a piece of artwork? Yes. Uh, And, you know, it's meant to represent peace and bring you to a peaceful state. Mm -hmm. And he arranges weapons like this. Towards himself. Yeah, towards himself. They were aiming towards him. And and then last about it. Uh, And, uh, you know, it basically shows that this is a a man who is attacking, you know, expectations and commonly placed ideals within society. And, you know, the Batman isn't his enemy so much as he's somebody trying to hold Mm -hmm. those ideals and those concepts together while the Joker is trying to rip them apart. And I, I, I thought that was just a great shot and a great thing to include in the trailer to be like, Hey, we get the character guys. Yeah. We under, we understand. We know what we're doing here. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed that. I'm excited. Okay. uh, Amory, you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the, the females. There are a ton of powerful women in this and you Mm -hmm. don't always get that. Um, like, there are three terrifying villainesses. Actually, I mean, you really could say four because you have the lady who rounded them all up. And, you know, if you're rounding mm-hmm. these Amanda people up, Waller. you obviously have to be at some, you know, level of crazy. Um, uh, well, yeah, you, you're not very familiar with I Amanda know nothing. Waller, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she, she's known as The Wall 
for a oh, reason. Okay. Uh, she, she's one of the few people who uh, Batman doesn't mess with unless he has to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's fair. So, yes. So, again, you know, more badasses because mm-hmm. uh, they all are like well, you, of Harley who just breaks a window to take a fancy purse, which I thought was absolutely <laughs> clutch. What are you doing? I'm a villain. It's what I do. <laughs> like, that was glorious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't know Katana Girl and Enchantress. Well, actually, I guess she was just katana wasn't she yeah um sorry heroes she's katana girl um (laughs) (laughs) but um and then it changes like i don't know anything about them but if her sword sucks up souls of the dead and enchantress is like in the a black nasty fog of a witch i'm in yeah 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 i'm in i i'm scared i'm going to stay away from them but i'm so excited to see this yeah i'm definitely glad that dc is not shying away from their magical side because they they have a very rich and deep uh his magical history i mm-hmm. i i forget the the fantasy author they had who come in and like write the rules of magic in the dc oh. universe but they they care a lot about magic good i like DC. magic and uh when God, very excited uh, about that uh, rebecca what do you think i are, are you happy to see the magical elements rearing their head sooner rather yeah than later? i i'm really excited about Entra- enchantress because i don't personally know much about her Mm -hmm. um and katana is very interesting to me because i know katana some from birds of prey Uh so uh i've i've known her more of uh, as a hero so i'm curious as to why katana is rounded up with this (laughs) gang of crazy people um and her her soul taker sword is a pretty cool uh piece of weaponry as well so it and it's neat for me to see that all of these women in the Suicide Squad are all very different. Mm-hmm. And they're not just like carbon copies of each other. They they all have their unique, crazy mm-hmm. uh, aspects to their personalities. <laughs> and they all have different abilities and different strengths and weaknesses. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm super excited, too. Uh, Lizzie, you wanted to talk, uh, Rebecca, a little bit about uh, some of the lesser-known characters there, right? Yeah, well, I was just thinking about all of my friends who I might drag to see this movie (laughs) and how some of them are probably not going to know a lot of these characters. And some of them I actually had to look up. I I don't know much about, like I said, Enchantress or El Diablo or Slipknot. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about those guys. So I'm going to have to be doing a little bit of research and learning myself. But I just uh, I thought what was great about this trailer is that it kind of took you through each character and told you, okay, this is this person's thing. This Mm -hmm. is this person's thing. And it did a, it did such a good job of introducing you to each member of the squad. So I'm, I'm glad to see that even for (laughs) people like me who are, you know, consider myself something of uh, a a DC person who knows a little bit about the universe, even if I, if I'm struggling with it, (laughs) you know, the, the general public is going to struggle with it even more. So I'm glad that they, are doing what they can to set up who these people are, what the Suicide Squad is, mm-hmm. and what their uh, mission is and what, what they're supposed to do. So um, I thought that was one of the real st- strong points for this trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'll say, uh, Anne-Marie, you don't know a lot of – I don't know anything before. about anybody. Uh, you know a bit, about, <laughs> a bit more about the Batman universe than you used to because of Gotham. I do, and it, you know, it sucked me in a little. I'm mm-hmm. not still not the person who's going to sit down and read comics. It's I've tried. I mm-hmm. have. I've given it an honest effort. But you're like – you're legit excited for this movie. I am though. disgustingly excited. <laughs> a, I really, really like Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but 
it. I like where he's going with the Joker. Um, again, I like Harley Quinn and I love the way that she's portraying her. Um, so I don't know. There's just something like from the minute it was the first peak or inclination we got of this, I got excited about it because mm-hmm. you guys have sucked me in <laughs> apparently and invaded my brain. Cause I keep trying to think I'm like, were there even like, superheroes in my childhood like (laughs) no i was in a sports house we didn't do comics Mm -hmm. we may have you know had a batman t-shirt yeah but it wasn't me it was my (laughs) brother and it probably got ripped at football practice like (laughs) i don't i i didn't grow up knowing all this the way you obviously have um so you know for being in my 30s and just now getting into (laughs) it it's kind of a whole different perspective uh which would you say you're more excited about right now batman v superman or suicide squad honestly i'm more excited for suicide squad but um well as we keep going i am getting more and more excited over wonder woman Mm because i know earlier you're like how are you not more excited i'm like (laughs) on my second watch i was more excited (laughs) so yeah very cool Uh, over over in the chat room uh brian says uh killer croc uh, look great in the trailer. I really hope he is a big villain in one of the upcoming solo Batman films. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Like, I, you know what I'd like to see for a solo Batman film? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them do, uh, Nightfall or like a version of Nightfall where it's like dozens of villains and mm-hmm. Batman beaten to within an inch of his life trying right. to stop them. Like, that would be a really fun movie mm-hmm. and, and a really kind of nice jumping off point after Suicide Squad, which is a movie about the villains, about right. the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bad guys in yes. Suicide Squad, though, my the big question hanging over this whole film, and we've already addressed it, touched uh-huh. it on a little bit. Who is the anti- not, not the bad guy, not the villain, but the antagonist of the movie? Because <laughs> they're all villains, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the big question. I, I know a lot of people have been speculating maybe Enchantress, but she seems maybe a bit more tied into the team after uh, mm-hmm. what we saw last night. Right. I so I I, I don't know. I I know in the trailer. I saw a couple glimpses. I think I saw some glimpses of the tattooed man. The tattooed uh, guy with the fire in his hand? Y- yeah. It, it, the guy with the train come bearing down on him and his, his skin goes all like Ugh. weird. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think that might be the tattooed man because he's, he's in the movie uh, for sure. So I'm wondering if maybe he is either who they're chasing or might be involved with who they're chasing. Uh-huh. And I, I also feel like, uh, and Rebecca, you said this before, that the Joker, um, the Joker might be the antagonist, but I have a feeling there's going to be a primary antagonist, someone that the MacGuffin they're chasing for most of the movie, mm-hmm. and then they they think they've beaten beaten them, they, the job's done, they're set free by Amanda Waller, and then the Joker shows up as a wild card and, and comes in uh, and exposes himself as the truth that threat like i think whoever the villain is set up in the movie to be i think the joker is going to be the ultimate villain that they have to beat at the end uh, even That's like fair. like i i i have a, and i kind of called said this with justice league too but i i think they're uh they're gonna think they won and then there's gonna be a reversal yeah uh i i just wonder why is harley there is it because he abandoned her and she got sent to bell reeve because she you know was breaking windows to steal purses or <laughs> or is she a part of his plan and is she Planted. is she a plant because I, she seems really happy in that cell mm-hmm She's good. She's like, I got a book. She's peaceful. I'm doing acrobatic yoga. Like, <laughs> I'm singing some songs. Yeah. So is that because her, her Mr. J, her reason for living is gone? Or is that because she knows he's 
He's going to save her. They're going to meet up soon, as soon as she can get out of this cell and take the Suicide Squad through a whole movie. What do you think, Rebecca? I think that's an interesting thought. I think it could go both ways. Um, But I I definitely think the idea of Harley Quinn just biding her time in there is kind of a fun one. Uh, so yeah, I I could buy it either way. Yeah, it's kind of like she she's playing games with them because she knows she's okay. Like with mm-hmm. the whole you know she's just crazy and like the line in the yard. Mm-hmm. Oh, kill them and escape! <laughs> like that whole like she's just keeping them all at an arm's length because they're like I don't know what she's gonna do. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I have no idea. She could bite me. For all I know at this yeah. point. And to be fair, that doesn't it, that's very much the Harley we know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be calculated. It could just be She's crazy. She she she's bat so cuckoo nuts. Well yeah, yeah. I see that. So <laughs> I see that. I'm just saying. Okay, uh Rebecca, you wanted to wrap up with some talking about uh, the editing and the kind of the approach to this trailer, right? Yeah, I when I saw it, it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I wish I'd put that together. I wish I'd cut that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it was just top notch. It was stellar. Like I was really impressed with the way they incorporated the song Bohemian Rhapsody, which I've been mm-hmm. listening to on repeat today uh, mm-hmm. because it got stuck in my head. Um, but everything, you know, the shot choices, uh, the way they cut everything to the beats of the music, which is mm-hmm. so well done. And I, I loved how um, there's one shot in the trailer where Harley, like there's a, there's a musical hit and Harley blows her hair up out of her face. And it, mm-hmm. it just, it times it so right. And it's so clever. It's uh, it's a, it's a great shot choice. And um, there's also a point in, in the trailer where, where um, I guess Deadshot is shooting a gun and mm-hmm. some shell casings uh, come out and they're they're matching the beats of the drums. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was just like, wow, somebody put a lot of thought into that and really wanted to make that stand out. And it's, it's really great. And I also was impressed with how, um, and this is not so much about the editing, but I guess it kind of is because they incorporated humor uh, all throughout the trailer and the jokey parts of the trailer are really more so out of the character moments mm-hmm. than they are just like one-liners and intentionally trying to be funny. It's, you know, <laughs> Captain Boomerang <laughs> sipping a beer when he's clearly not supposed to be drinking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things made me laugh because they gave, they gave me a sense of what they're going to do with these characters. Like Captain mm-hmm. Boomerang um, was kind of a standout for me because <laughs> he seems like, he seems like he's unhinged a little bit mm-hmm. and he is just kind of, looks like a kind of a scoundrel. So I, I liked seeing the, the humor come from those character moments and how they used it throughout the trailer to show what the tone of the movie was and kind of how these characters were going to be. So I was just really impressed with this trailer and I, I think it's one of the best I've ever seen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's uh, something that, uh, and I don't want to turn this into DC versus Marvel or anything, but that <laughs> that it de- it's definitely a stark contrast. Uh, the humor we've seen in the Batman v Superman and the Suicide Squad trailers versus the kind of humor uh, the Marvel films are known for, where, like you said, they're they're very clever, quippy one-liners, like, "Oh, did Captain America go into an alternate dimension?" It, and write that joke for 20 minutes before he popped back in to say it to Tony Stark, (laughs) where this is, it's more, the humor is more, like you said, built out of character or subverting expectations. Like that one Mm. clip they released of Batman v Superman, where Superman's standing there in the Batmobiles gunning down on him. And then it just like bounces (laughs) off him like it it was nothing. Uh, Just completely hilarious. uh, But at the same time, not, not, uh, 
not too cute, you know, uh, too cute right. for its own good. No, I thought it, I thought it was amazing. Like mm-hmm. that was really a fun. It was a fun trailer mm-hmm. that that got you more hyped up for the movie. If you weren't before, like, yeah. I don't know, like again, like you said, with the gunshots to the music, everything, everything was so perfect. Mm. I, I also really like, uh, and, and we'll get to Wonder Woman here in a minute, but I, I really like the use of color, not just in, in the trailer, but in the posters and, and mm-hmm. in all the stuff yeah. they've released for it. Like all the, the bright, vibrant greens and purples that they're using for the text and the posters yep. and, uh, you know, the incidental kind of effects and transitions and stuff like that. It, it's, uh, a, a very, uh, it, it may, it feels a, a lot of the, that stuff, the production design, the design qualities of it remind me of a nineties vertigo comic. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca will know the reference. Uh, Emery won't. Nah. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, Vertigo is, uh, DC's kind of like more adult line, alternative okay. comic line. And, uh, it, a, a lot of it just, Puts me right in that mindset, which I, I think is a great tone to take with it, especially with these characters. Yeah, and now that you mentioned the the color, I even noticed when they flashed up the DC Comics logo, mm-hmm. it sort of uh, it changed from the regular spelling of DC Comics, and then it was like DC Comics with a K and ended with a Z. <laughs> like those kinds of things are really fun because it, it shows that they're putting a little extra uh, effort into mm-hmm. how they're presenting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it also shows that it, they they know the the history of the culture of comics too. I and they they know the tone they're going for, and, and they're hitting it. So I, I'm super excited, mm-hmm. super excited for Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, next up, one I'm interested in: uh, Wonder Woman. I, I I will save my first point for last. Uh, <laughs> I I I think we went Emery first last time, so sure. Rebecca, why don't you start? Well, I am actually getting really excited about Wonder Woman because I I was familiar with her because of Justice League Unlimited, and she's popped up in some comics I've read with Batman and Superman or the Justice League or Mm -hmm. even some of the little uh, issues that she's popped up and done some things with Lois Lane. So I've I've been sort of familiar with her, but now to prepare myself for Batman v Superman, I have been kind of doing some homework (laughs) on Wonder Woman, and I'm reading the George Perez uh run right now uh, of of gods and mortals i think is what it's called um and this is the origin where she's like formed out of clay and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i am starting to really delve into you know her titles like her her comic book stuff and so i'm (laughs) seeing her come to life like this in the in these scenes that we got on on this special it made me really excited because i'm like i feel like i know wonder woman more now (laughs) and i was just really wowed by how epic it looked you know the scale and the 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 grandioseness is is even i don't know if that's a word but the uh the the way it just looked so big and the scale was just huge like with you know horseback riding and i don't know why wonder woman's riding a horse why does she need to ride a horse but i don't even care because it looks great (laughs) so so those kinds of things um I'm really excited about like it's, you know, clearly being set in World War One um, and I love history. So those kinds of things are really getting me jazzed about Wonder Woman. So it was it was nice to see that it looked really beautiful and it looked good and that the gal was um, you know, very uh, I, I liked that she looked distinct as mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and as Diana Prince. So um, I just I think it looks 
amazing. So I can't wait to see more of it. I, I, have we got to hear her speak as the character yet? I don't think no. we have. No, and I know some people have issues with that because they, you know, want to hear her uh, say something. But I actually kind of like being kind of kept in the dark with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I know she, you know, has an Israeli accent, and it's actually yeah. a great accent. I like to hear mm-hmm. her speak. Um, so I, I'm, I'm actually okay with the idea that they might keep her a little bit of a mystery before Batman v Superman comes out. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I, I want that first reveal of her popping up to be kind of a surprise. You want it to be the, you want to still get that reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Like we know she's going to be there, but how does she first come into play and what is that going to be like? And, you know, her speaking is part of the surprise. Right. So I'm, I'm actually okay with that. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Anne-Marie. I need everything that this movie is promising to deliver (laughs) because I need an origin story on Wonder Woman. I don't like I I don't really get it. You I mean you always you're a little girl so you're associated with Wonder Woman and cuz that's just the default superhero, I mm-hmm. guess that you give to girls. Yeah. And I'm like that's all I know. There's a lasso or something. Like there is <laughs> a bikini of a costume. Like that's what I know and I love that they straight up say this is an origin story. This is her becoming who she is as a person. This is her setting off on her own because she doesn't think her people are doing what they should be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. Like, I don't know why. Apparently, I was just tired the first time I was watching it because I was like, meh, whatever. But (laughs) when I was rewatching it today, I was like, oh, no. No, see, this is good. This is – this makes much more sense. More dots were connecting. There was things they lit up (laughs) in my head. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of – I'm kind of really excited, possibly even giddy to see this. (laughs) Uh, Bobby over in the chat room says that Wonder Woman was uh, his favorite of what he saw last night. Uh, We will be hearing from Bobby. We will. We will. Uh, But, uh, you know, as as far as me, you know, I I was uh, – when this movie was first announced, I've never been a huge fan Mm -hmm. of the Wonder Woman character uh, for reasons I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) But uh, so I, this was one of, one of the ones I was like, okay, if there's a DC movie I could skip, I could probably skip that one. But then I heard that it was going to be a period piece set in wartime, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll give it at least a chance because I always loved uh, the the first my my favorite version of Wonder Woman is the first season of the Linda Carter series, uh, which is I, I believe World War II uh, period piece. Uh, where she's uh, Diana Prince, uh, mm-hmm. secretary for the army, and then she, you know, masquerades as Wonder Woman. And I always really liked that version. So I was like, okay, Wonder Woman period piece, I can get behind that. I'll, I'll check it out at least. Uh, but I, I, I got a lot more hints that it's going to be maybe a lot more like the Linda Carter series than, than maybe I was thinking initially from the footage last night. Hmm. You know, she's where, she's where you see her put on the glasses. She, mm-hmm. a very Diana Prince-esque disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fighting soldiers, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the period setting during wartime. Uh, you know, obviously Steve Trevor, uh, mm-hmm. and everything. Like, I, I, I think, Ooh. I think it might end up being a better movie than I thought it was going to be. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm still not super pumped about it. You but will be. I'm a lot more interested <laughs> in it uh, after having seen a little bit of footage. I have a feeling you're going to be a little bit more super pumped about it after Batman v Superman. Probably. When you actually get an introduction and you know the character a little more. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know the character. No, but I mean, yeah, but yeah. I mean, this incarnation. This, this, yeah. Of the character, this character that you've got for, I don't know, how many more years with movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Like, 
So there's that. Uh, Brian over in the chat room says, uh, she seemed really cool in all the clips uh, shown last night. I keep wondering how she fits in Batman v Superman, but I know it will be really cool. And Bobby wonders if Steve Trevor will only be in this movie. I would assume unless there was some immortality thing happening. Because uh, it, it wouldn't be a bit too much like Petty, Peggy Carter in the Captain America movies to have him show up as an old man. Yeah, I kind of hope that doesn't happen uh, because I don't want that similarity. But I also, I'm kind of torn because I like Steve and Diana as a couple. But I also am kind of hoping we might get some Wonder Woman Batman action in some Wonder of these Bat. movies. Wonder Bat. So uh, <laughs> I would not uh, be upset if Steve Trevor maybe died and didn't make it to the present day. Um, but either way, I'm okay with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Some people have speculated that maybe, uh, Chris Pine is going to be playing like his own grandfather or something like, you know, he'll, he'll play different generations of, uh, Trevor Uh men, I guess. But I, I sort of like him just staying in that one time period. I, I will say if they did do that, it would be a callback to the 70s series because I believe that's what happened is, you know, she was the first season was set during World War Two and she was, you know, her, the love interest was Steve Trevor. And mm-hmm. then uh, after a season or so, they rebooted it to be set in the 70s. So they had Wonder Woman go back to Paradise Island, come back to Man's World in the 70s. And she was working as a secretary in the army for that Steve Trevor's son and his, mm. his son became her new love interest. So, <laughs> weird. so, so yeah, a little weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. So weird. A little weird. Okay. So, well, I'm just going to jump in with my point cause it's relevant here. So I'm okay to assume that she just doesn't age because we know that her movie is going through three very different time eras. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if they drew in a wrinkle, maybe <laughs> one gray hair. That's very sophisticated. Like, so does she, does she just not age? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Rebecca. Oh, okay. Um, well, from what I understand, she is uh, immortal to a point. I, I think in some comics, like I think Kingdom Come, I think she and Superman age a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it kind of depends on the, the person writing the story. But uh, I, I think in this variation on her origin, she's going to be the daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus. Oh, I, think is, I think is what they're Got going it. for. So she is uh, the daughter of gods, Greek gods, right. I believe. Um, so I think you can g- get away with saying, well, she she could live a long time if she wanted <laughs> yeah. to. Okay. So, um, and, and what I think is interesting is that um, in some of those shots where she's fighting the soldiers, her costume looks a little bluer. Yes, and maybe and then maybe it dulls. Yeah, maybe that's mm-hmm. the maybe that's the color color palette that they're kind of going for. Just maybe it just happens to look like that, but. I like the idea that maybe back in the early 1900s, her costume was a little more vibrant. And over Mm -hmm. time, it's gotten aged a little bit and Mm -hmm. kind of uh, loses some of its sheen. So I kind of like that we might get to see maybe not her age in terms of wrinkles, but maybe her costume goes through a little aging. Okay. Yeah, I I kind of wonder if uh, she's going to be the type of character that the public knows about or that people really know about or if she's just going to be kind of like – Lurking around in the shadows, because I I don't know if there was a a, a superwoman running around, uh, you know, earlier in the century. Mm-hmm. Would a Superman be as shocking uh, to right. modern sensibilities? Uh, I guess he was an alien too, so he had that that against him as well. Well, but. wouldn't you have assumed she was too? 
Probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, or if somebody flies in here or past the window, y'all an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come off the new ninth planet that is in the solar system? I don't know. Okay, uh, Rebecca, you want to talk a little bit about the director, and then I have some director stuff, too, so why don't you go ahead first? Yeah, I was just thinking back about how, like, when they were going through the process of trying to find a director for Wonder Woman, people kept saying, well, they're trying to look for, a you know, a female director. And I kind of was like, well, I, I think it's nice to have a female director, but maybe it's not necessary. Maybe just get the best director who can have a good vision, you know, that the story needs. But after seeing her interview last night mm-hmm. on the special, I, I was like, you know what? I'm actually really glad that a female is, um, directing this movie because she says the things the thing that she said in the interview was the greatest thing about wonder woman is how good and kind and loving she is yet none of that negates any of her power and i don't want this to sound bad on the men folk but i don't know if a man would think to say something like that or to think to 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 consider that part of her as a woman that she could be compassionate and loving, but also be very powerful. So when she said that, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm glad that Wonder Woman is in your hands. And she's mm-hmm. actually a very good director. Um, the only movie I think I've seen of hers is Monster. And uh, that movie was <laughs> pretty disturbing. But um, <laughs> she, but she got um, a, a really great performance out of those actors. And um, I think what she's done so far with the movie looks spectacular so i am actually really glad that patty jenkins is in charge of wonder woman well you know what rebecca i'm gonna prove you wrong about uh, about <laughs> men and man's uh-huh. world uh just like wonder <laughs> woman is gonna prove wrong hippolyta and the people of paradise island that's that sounds good because the reason i've always disliked wonder woman as a character is because she she sits among heroes in the justice league and mm-hmm. and she's on equal footing with batman and superman but most people who who write her in the comic books, at least, portray her as a warrior or almost an anti-hero like the Punisher. And I've always been like, no, there needs to be – the violent part, while she should be a skilled warrior, needs to be a last resort for her always. And there's been a few exceptions to this, like New Frontier – I thought she was handled well in this regard. And uh, Justice League Unlimited, I, I thought she was handled well in this regard. But for the most part in the comics, she hasn't been. She's been treated as a, a female Punisher, uh, someone who likes fighting for fighting's sake, someone who will push Batman and Superman to be violent for violence's sake. And uh, so I was – that's one of the reasons I've never really glommed onto the character. But like you said, Patty Jenkins – I think understands this character a lot more than a lot of comic book writers do. And so I, am actually, I, I'm actually pretty, uh, pretty hopeful, pretty hopeful. Yeah. Actually in reading the George Perez stuff, I see mm-hmm. that version of Wonder Woman a lot where she is compassionate, where she, you know, will meet a stranger who helps her and she <laughs> will risk her life to save that stranger or she'll, she'll do everything she can to help the stranger's kid. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of Wonder Woman that I'm reading right now. And so I can recognize those things. And even with Justice League Unlimited, the, the Wonder Woman I'm most familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, you see that all throughout those animated uh, episodes that she she is very kind and very compassionate and cares about other people. So I, I like that we're getting to see that version instead of the one that you're talking about that's more <laughs> violent and, and more uh, concerned about war and being a warrior first. 
Yeah, and uh, it's it's no surprise that the George Perez run is one of my favorite runs on on her character. Next to the one where she in the seventies where she lost her power and became a uh, a judo student to this Chinese guy who ran like a, a general goods store. Very complicated and kind of a spy too. But she had a bunch of cool outfits. Uh, but, wow, uh, it, it was just one of those really goofy comic booky kind of seventies kind of things. Okay, so I guess we should wrap up here. Okay. Okay. What do you guys think, uh, just in general, moving forward with the Justice League, with the stuff that we didn't get to see last night? Well, maybe a little bit with the, uh, the promo and stuff. Uh, yeah, but uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Justice League moving forward? And we'll start with you, Rebecca. I am just so excited about all three of these movies. I was extremely nerdily geeky last night. <laughs> I I couldn't go to sleep for a long time because I kept wanting to watch this special over and over again. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I just, it's amazing that this is happening. I was starting to reflect on the actors that were in these movies and the fact that all of these characters are, are going to be in the same universe. You know, Henry Cavill, Superman, Batfleck, um, Wonder Gal, um, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, mm-hmm. all of these characters, Jared Leto's Joker, all of these characters are in the same world. They exist mm-hmm. in the same universe. They can interact with each other. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> and, but even like some of the lesser known actors, I was glad to see in the special, like Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher. And I was, mm-hmm. I was glad to get to hear them talk about their characters mm-hmm. and hear their perspectives on them, even though we haven't seen them in any of the scenes that we've gotten from the trailer so far, I was glad to see that they're already starting to think about their characters and uh, re- doing research and that they're excited about it just as much as, as we are. So um, it was just, it was just fun to <laughs> to realize, you know, this is the thing that's happening right now <laughs> um, and that we can actually go see these movies in a couple of months. So uh, yeah, I'm just overall, I'm just really excited about everything leading up to justice league. Would you say you're super pumped? Oh, I am super pumped um, times a million. I would even I would even throw in a Smallville reference um, <laughs> to say that I'm super pumped about the prom. So if you watch Smallville, you'll probably get that as from season four. Um, but <laughs> I, but that's how excited I am. I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped about the prom. I actually stopped watching in season five. So I get that reference. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, Emery, what about you? Um, I, I, like she said, like, it's really cool to see all the other characters that we know are coming up. I'm curious if any of them will, you know, make appearances here, there, and everywhere because, well, they all exist in the same universe, so mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. And they may not be as their superhero persona. They may just be, you know, dude at grocery store buying <laughs> chips. But, you know, they see, you know, other super beings in action it might you know help motivate and give them a reason to you know push forward on their self-discovery or whatever i i don't know am i using right terminology for you? <laughs> um, but um i do hate that my only exposure to cyborg is from teen titans go because i hate teen titans go and not the good teen titans go, no i'm talking one. my like yeah. the, my kids cartoons and fart and pizza jokes like that's <laughs> that's what i know of this character yet he's probably my favorite on there so it's like <laughs> You know, whatever the kids will sit and watch, I guess I have to stick with. But, you know, that kind of is exciting because it's, that's not a character you really, I don't feel I hear about as much. Mm-hmm. I don't run in those circles, but, um, <clears throat> we have Flash. We have had, you know, there's Aquaman seems a lot more common. Um, Green Arrow, like, 
there's Green Lantern, there's there's arrows, there's lanterns, there's things. <laughs> like these are characters we know. If I can even half name it, it obviously is out in pop culture already in some way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, so I don't know. That kind of excites me that it's somebody different, just like with um, Suicide Squad, that there's characters not everybody knows. You mm. people who you know, live and breathe this stuff didn't even necessarily know it all that well. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole world to explore. That's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. (laughs) You you know, uh, your point about (laughs) cyborg though, uh, kind of, kind of leads me to, to my one big, like uh, about the justice league movie so far. And that's that, uh, historically until the new 52, when Jeff Johns took the range of the justice league, uh, Cyborg wasn't a member of the Justice League. He wasn't a founding member. He wasn't just a member member. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, Martian Manhunter, John John, uh, uh, the, the Manhunter from Mars, uh, was always a founding member of the Justice League. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me really sad that the Justice League is finally getting out there on the big screen and he's not standing up there among the seven. Uh, that being said, uh, well, I I don't particularly like Cyborg, but he's okay. Uh, but I, I I really I'm really excited for Ezra Miller's uh, Flash because there there's this interview and we'll link it in the show notes at LegendsOfGotham.com that he did. It's like a twenty thirty minute thing where he's just like must be stoned out of his mind, but he's talking about the speed force and how cool it is and how traveling through time and vibrations, man. There's a man bun and a shaw involved also. <laughs> if that one's to, I don't know. Is, what that the, is that the one where he's like, it's we, cross the event, we, we, we cross the event horizon, baby. That yeah, sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite interviews. Exactly. And yeah, you can just see he has so much passion for it in his yeah, way. In his, uh, in his own special <laughs> way. Luckily, he, he, he will have very talented writers and directors guiding him uh, through that fog. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, to, to wipe this. it away, man. Wipe it away. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm super excited about The Flash. I, and uh, I, I do feel, you know, there, there's one other character that was kind of missing in mm. that promo art, and that's Green Lantern. Uh, and I, I know they announced that they're going to be doing, for sure, a Green mm-hmm. Lantern core movie. And they kind of hinted that they're going to be uh, having more than one uh, Green Lantern from Earth, which is cool. But I feel like Green Lantern's going to be another one of those surprises they're saving for the end of Batman v Superman. Something I feel like, like you know, they're going to win the day or whatever, uh, you know, start forming the Justice League. Everything's awesome. Boom. Mm-hmm. Abin Sur's ship crashes on Earth. Felled by dark side or parademons or something, whoever the big threat in Justice League is going to be. And that's how they're going to end it. Like maybe Hal Jordan puts on the ring and he's like, let's get started. Something better than that. I uh, hope yeah. so. Wow. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely feel like Green Lantern is going to be one of the, it, it's one of the surprises we're going to get in Batman v Superman. I could be wrong, but if I am, I'll eat my hat. Yeah, if he's not in Batman v Superman, I definitely see him showing up at the beginning of Justice League Part One. Yeah, uh, and and I like that he might be a surprise. That's very exciting. And I I'm not as familiar with Green Lantern stuff. I have a whole bunch of the New Fifty Two mm-hmm. volumes that I still haven't read. Yeah. Um. But I would like to see because some of the fun of the Green Lantern Corps is that there are all these different. 
Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come in all shapes and sizes and species and, and all sorts of things. So I would like to see more of them if possible. We got to see a little bit of them in the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it w- but it would be fun to see that fleshed out a little more. And um, Bill, I know you're not, ex- you know, you're upset about Martian Manhunter, but you know, you can see him every Monday night on CBS <laughs> at 8, 7 uh, Central if you would like to watch it there. Um, I, but- I, 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 I need to, I need to just barrel through and get caught up on Supergirl. <laughs> I know. Guilt me. Fine, Rebecca. I will. I will. I will <laughs> guilt you until you watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, over in the chat room, Brian says, uh, what movie will be bigger in the box office, Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad? Uh, I think Batman v Superman will get about a billion and Suicide Squad 1.3 or 1.5 billion. Bobby says Batman v Superman will probably break a billion, uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath for Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Suicide Squad is uh, kind of like the uh, universe. Sta- Batman v Superman's the big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It's the one most likely to hit the, hit the billion mark, I think. But I think Suicide Squad is more just adding texture to the universe to set up what's coming after it. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of very niche and it's a little naughty. So I, I don't think it has as big of a draw, but I think the people who are going to see it are going to see it. Are going to see it a bunch and they're going to talk about it a bunch and it's going to have a lot of buzz, but maybe not so much be as in billion. I don't know. If, I mean, I don't think it'll have an initial like, whew, like huge jump, but mm. I think it might get like that second bump once the, the buzz does start from the people um, like us probably who will <laughs> talk excessively about it. Mm. And so. don't sell Wonder Woman short on box office because is, isn't the statistic like – um, more than half of moviegoers are women. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, it, I, I want to go see a, a movie about a female superhero kicking butt. Right. So I, I, and, and a lot of the movies like Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2 that, uh, were basically female driven movies <laughs> right. made a ton of cash. Yep. So I could see Wonder Woman also doing very well at the box office. Yeah. I think you're going to, I think Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman are both going to do exceptional and Suicide Squad might get there but it might be a little bit a little bit kind of culty maybe because it's yeah. so specific it has that vibe it doesn't have um the general appeal maybe it, it, but it has will smith so who the heck knows it, 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 it'll be good for what it is but it's not it, it's it's not a blockbuster it's, no i don't think yeah, it is yeah so i uh let's see here um anything else from the chat room no okay no. we do have uh to wrap up here we have a voicemail from our very own bobby hawk take it away bobby hey bill and Marie, it's bobby i saw you guys were doing a dawn of justice special i wanted to send a voicemail with uh, my quick thoughts uh-huh. um i'm not i don't know if it's uh, because of me being more of a marvel fanboy than a dc fanboy but uh, I've got to say I was uh, kind of underwhelmed by what I saw last night. We all know how I feel about the Suicide Squad. I actually like most of what I've seen of the Suicide Squad with the exception of the Joker. I really hate what they've done with the Joker. But uh, I'm just going to leave that go for now. But as far <laughs> as the Justice League goes, I'm really anticipating the Justice League um, and this shared universe they're going for and everything. Uh, but I'm just not feeling as overwhelmed as I had as hoped as I had hoped I would be by, you know, Batman, Superman. 
only thing that really I, I feel I'm anticipating out of all of this is Wonder Woman. I really think they're doing a great job with Wonder Woman from what I've seen, all of the images, all of the scenes. And uh, I really wasn't convinced of Gal Gadot at the beginning, but I think that, uh, again, from what I've seen, she seems to be uh, – I just really anticipate that film. Um, but I just don't feel like the chills up my spine. I don't feel like the holy crap moments when I see – what they're doing with Justice League. I, of course, will be in the move in the theater for all of these films. So don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm staying away. It's not like I'm boycotting films or anything. <laughs> and maybe, hopefully, I'll feel it on that, feel it on that day. But um, I don't know, guys. Just not feeling it for now. But I'm really, uh, really looking forward to Wonder Woman. Thank you very much, Bobby. Uh, we respectfully disagree. We completely respectfully disagree. I, th- I think what you need to do, uh, since you're so down on the Joker right now, what you need to do. You need to take those Empire Magazine covers and artwork and everything, paste them on your walls, light a candle, light some incense, put on a black light, and stare at the pictures until it all makes sense. It will make sense eventually. <laughs> and maybe play some 30 Seconds to Mars while There you go. That'll, that'll, help. That'll, that'll, that'll help. That will help for sure. Definitely. Listen okay. to the soothing sounds of Jared Leto <laughs> and then watch my so-called light. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Well, uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining yes, us thank tonight. You. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the, on the interwebs? No, thank you guys for letting me come and talk about these movies. Uh, because when you asked if I wanted to come and talk about them, I was like, why did you even have to ask? <laughs> I, we, we didn't, we didn't ask. know if we you had a prior you. commitment. Uh, we told the answer, you. the answer is always yes. Yes. <laughs> I will come and talk about these movies. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Derby Kid. That's D E R B Y K I D. And you can find, uh, my podcast that I'm a co-host of, a Supergirl Radio at supergirlradio.com. And you can find us on all the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, uh, all at Supergirl Radio. Excellent. Okay, awesome. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at Simone, And, well, I retweet everything that I do, so you can find it all there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And as for me, uh, well, for one, you can find all of the podcasts we do yep. at universebox.com. Mm-hmm. This in particular one, legendsofgotham.com. Oh, yeah, that. And uh, you know what? Uh, I oh, wrote a book. What are you, you going to promote I wrote today? some books about Dog books? Boy, uh, superhero, teenage superhero, gets into some mischief, dogboyadventures.com. And I guess we'll be back next week uh, with uh, some more uh, Gotham commentaries. Gotham commentaries coming yeah. soon. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're doing we have another off season. We have another movie special coming down the pike once our guests' schedule clears. So, oh yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll definitely have. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing a sequel to our Batman re- Batman movie review. We'll be doing Batman Returns with the same guest as soon yes. as. He gets it's some time confirmed. off of all of his wonderful his uh, show premieres tomorrow, whatever. shows and everything. <laughs> I like that. But I, I guess that about does it for now. Uh, so uh, join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Look at this Joker. Nobody loves him. With the tattoos and the grill. do the burn burn i like the burn burn why do you like the burn burn because you picked good music okay well i can't argue burr, there burr, 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 burr. but you want me to pick it for the next show <laughs>